Air, water, earth, fire. For hundreds of years, the four nations have lived in harmony. The Avatar, master of all four elements, has always been responsible for maintaining the peace. But Avatar Roku passed away 13 years ago, and now the four nations look to the air nomads to reveal the next Avatar. But the world is met in silence. Five young heroes stopped a secret Fire Nation invasion on their way to deliver the news of the Air Nomad genocide to Ba Sing Se. Now the world knows of the loss of the Air Nomads and both the Water Tribes and the Earth Kingdom prepare for all-out war. But as harmony is dissolved, our young heroes need to address the agitated spirits and bring peace back to the world. Previously on the Flying Bison Podcast... Rosic found out his father was a royal firebender, and Osa confronts his old friend Katsune to try to talk some sense into him. Meanwhile, Liko, Che, and Ren are barely holding it together. Will they have the gumption to fix the twin sand sailor? And how will Rosic's conversation with the infamous Nao Zao launcher go? Two weeks ago, something happened. Merry Christmas. <laughs> This sounded so much more ominous. Than I'm so confused. I wanted it to be. It did. Uh, Christmas is in the future for us, but it's in the past for the people listening. That's so for interesting. Else. That is so yep. confusing. Time. Merry Christmas. Yes. Merry Christmas. I hope everyone yeah. else had a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And uh, a Happy New Year, yeah. Two weeks, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And if you don't celebrate Christmas... Happy yeah. whatever you do celebrate. Happy Hanukkah. Yeah, absolutely. Kwanzaa. Happy yeah. winter winter solstice adjacent. Yeah. Happy, yeah. happy winter solstice. Happy uh, yeah. Today's the winter solstice. Happy for us, celebration. For oh, yeah. Yeah. Happy winter solstice, guys. It's the shortest day of the yeah. year. Happy Festivus. It was dark. Dark. Aww. I hope you had a successful story. airing of grievances. We're just happy you're here. Um, we are though sad that Monroe is missing for this recording. Yeah. yeah. What? We just haven't been able to find her. We haven't been able to find her. She's lost. Yeah, if you guys see her, can you like call us? Um, yeah, please. We're really worried really, about her. Really quick. We've all put up posters, but she lives really far away from any of us. So <laughs> yeah. it's not going right. to be useful. <laughs> it's not really efficient. No, uh, Monroe had a family thing. So we are... Without Monroe tonight, but it was so close to that two shot we did. I was like, I don't want to do something else that throws off the Avatar thing. Let's just play Avatar again. <laughs> Monroe sent me some notes. I know what she would want to say, what she'd want to do. It's all good. And you're going to get to hear my Monroe impression. Oh no. It's not good. <laughs> you are not, not ready. Good. You are not it's ready. Not good. I'm really sick. <laughs> I'm coughing a lot too. So like it's not it's not good. It's not if good. it's one of the um, Muppets, you did such I swear, a good job with Osa in season one. If though. it's anywhere mm-hmm. close to Miss Piggy, just stray away from the whole Muppets thing. Oh All I right. could I could <laughs> you just do straight up <laughs> just Piggy. do Miss Piggy. <laughs> oh Kirby. Just to immediately uh lower expectations, just in case they were anywhere high it's not gonna even sound like sick monroe just because he's sick no uh because we all agreed that was pretty great but um yeah it's just no. gonna... christopher walken <laughs> uh, you can't say that because now you can't oh, do it che. Uh, che. i don't want to talk to you anymore 
<laughs> I miss my heart of dragon. Um, no, it's 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 the winter season. I it's the notes for just Lego breaking up with Jay through Justin. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go. But real quick, like next week, she's like Justin. You broke what did up you with do? Jay. <laughs> yeah, except then he shows the messages. He's like, "That's what you you, you asked for." That so funny. Um, no, oh it God. is the winter season. It is. I'm sure many of you are getting presents for people. You're going to be getting presents from others. I'm sure some of you have are going to play a game called White Elephant. I'm curious, what is the funniest gift you've ever brought to a white elephant or gotten from a white elephant? So the funniest one I brought was a pine cone. It was kind of a, a table turn moment. Is that funny? Because, uh, well, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, so <laughs> I, uh, I was actually standing near the base of General Sherman, which is one of the largest redwoods in the world. Um, and I picked up this fir cone is actually the correct term. It's a fir cone. And it was about the size of um, like a baguette <laughs> almost in length uh, and about twice the thickness. It was an incredible fur cone. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is close enough to General Sherman that I feel like I could plausibly spin a story that who knows maybe what if this will plant the next great redwood. But looking up at the tree, it, if my memory is honest, there were no like cones at all. I don't even know if it like produces them anymore. <laughs> But it was close enough. So I brought the fur cone because I panicked and I didn't have anything else to bring to this stupid church <laughs> event. And um, so I brought the fur cone with me. And I think people were noticeably disappointed, as they should be, <laughs> that this uh, then bachelor just brought a pine cone thing for like his gift, quote unquote. Um, and so it was getting, you know, passed around and it was like kind of like the bad egg, like, you know, someone has it. They don't want it and like they steal and then someone else gets left with the fur cone and it builds over time as a joke. But then partway through when people actually voice something like, I don't want that. I told them about General Sherman and how I found this near the base of it. And the entire room shifted and they were all just like, whoa. And then like three people stole the cone what? and I ended up with three free Chick-fil-A meals. Whoa. So I was like... I was like, that's, give me that. Wow. This is a win. Something and now that nice. is clearly in someone else's closet no, doing is, nothing like it was for me. Clearly. Like a, that is like a white elephant sleeper win. Yeah. Yes. Clearly did. Steve that was is, meant to yeah. be born during the expansion into the Great West and he was meant to be a snake oil salesman. Because <laughs> that is the craziest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> he got people to buy into you a pine cone. And you got three free Chick-fil-A meals. It has healing properties. <laughs> that is a profit, Steve. Yeah. This pine cone <laughs> that you have no hope of fertilizing might grow into a giant tree. <laughs> Literally it requires yeah, a forest fire to pop. I, I'm pretty sure. Uh, <laughs> One year, one year I brought, I was like, I think on the way to the party and I realized I, I forgot to bring something. Oh no! So I was driving on the way to the party and lo and behold, a, uh, I don't know if it was recent, but at some point there was a car accident and there was just a hubcap on the street. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. Uh, <laughs> I was just picked up the hubcap. Quickly wrapped it in some wrapping paper. And there you go. It was 
a little greasy and dirty. <laughs> See, my just, it just has a wrapping station in the See, back of the car. The way I look at White Elephant is you go into it wanting to make a profit. Mm, mm-hmm. You know, that's how you that's, that's how you, much you, ha- you should have. What is wrong with all of you? Nick, Nick, Nick. <laughs> no. I was in, I was, I've never been in a White Elephant. I was in high school. I'm going to be honest with you guys. Nick. Never been in one. Okay, then it makes sense. But also, I've never been in a white elephant. But I always thought that like the rule of understanding was like, yeah, it's weird, it's like goofy, but it's technically at least like useful to someone. Like they can it use can, it for it can vary. something. It can vary. There's it depends on the group of people you're with, or it is significantly Straight. funny yeah. enough, right? Like I so, I always go into white elephant just, with the philosophy that I want my gift to be the one that people go and tell stories at other yes. parties mm-hmm. about. And so, like uh, the last white elephant that I was actually involved with at all was a work party, and I brought a hamster. I got a hamster and a, a cage a live and hamster? a live hamster. Went to went to PetSmart on my way to the party. Uh, that was my plan the whole time. Bought the bought the hamster, bought a cage, bought some food, <laughs> and brought that to the white elephant. Is <laughs> hamster Did still alive? The hamster? the hamster actually the hamster was alive for a couple of years. It wow. died recently because hamsters don't live very long. Um, yeah. They're not the most sturdy animals in the world, but. Um, yeah, no, it was, there were a few people who kept trying to take it. It was like a surprisingly popular yes. uh, gift at the party. People I mean, all of a sudden realized, like, you know, I do want a hamster. Know. Well, it's also the perfect excuse to have it's a true. pet, right? Yeah. If you have like a partner or something, you're like, I got a white elephant. I can't <laughs> tell you. I don't know what happened. I just, <laughs> are tight. It was a group of three single people who were all passing it back oh, and forth. Okay. All like, just all of them must have been feeling the crushing weight of singleness you know? during oh, the holidays. No. and. <laughs> I, I I appreciate that you specified that you got this hamster from an actual like pet store because both Justin <laughs> and I have been in the white elephant where someone had brought a rat and I don't know if he ever specified where he got this rat. That is so bold. <laughs> just found a rat. I honestly don't know. I remember asking him. I don't remember the answer, but it was just a rat. Someone ended up yeah. with that rat. The bubonic plague. And, <laughs> and the next year, the rule was no live animals. Please, no live animals. Because if you find a rat, that doesn't mean you can just bring it to white elephant. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. If I had done a white elephant, I wouldn't think. I wouldn't have thought that that rule needed to be in place. You, but yeah, I, I guess I've learned. Well, and to be fair, you have gained wisdom from these. That was with a bunch of uh, junior high and high school students. If it was a work party, that'd be hilarious. Like adults our age, but with kids, I was like, probably, yeah. probably shouldn't be bringing uh, random <laughs> animals into this this building here. Well, all no. that to say, we should have played White Elephant with with Flying Bison podcast. I don't know how we. How would you do that virtually next year? That'd be kind of fun. We like ship it to each other. You know, a random selection. Yeah, and you just. You have one oh, person you have to ship one. Or you just have to. Yeah. It'd probably be easier to do uh, Secret you just, Santa. You no, know, you could do it. You'd have all the gifts, yeah, right? With like, like on the camera. Goofy rule. But you can't yeah. like. Yeah, but it's hard to trade and remember, keep track. We'll figure know. it out. Um, well, maybe we'll do Secret Santa next year. How about that? That sounds fun. It does sound fun. With it the does. intention of it being a little. Oh, yeah, goofy. absolutely. Yeah, we can set all the parameters yeah. we want. I'm down. A, yeah. Has to be between yeah. five and $60,000. Be funny. Yeah. If I get a pine I, cone, I 
am booking a flight and you're showing a, up. You know what you're going to get. A hamster. You know exactly what you're going to get. Plus, you just end up being six pine cones. We all just get pine cones. <laughs> all right. Each of us just gets a pine cone native to our area. Now there's invasive species growing in all these different regions because we each ship each other a pine um, cone. It is time. It is time to jump into the Flying Bison yes. podcast. Man, last episode was hot. I listened to it again the other day and fun, good stuff. Uh, also went to talk to Ketsun. Ketsun is like, does not care what happened to the Air Nomads at all. Yeah. What a, what what a, a jerkwad. Uh, and we also had Rosic go back to bossing say and talk to Sonfen, and that was another really heavy conversation um, where we find out that Rosic's real dad was a Fire Nation royalty, essentially, which is also, also a, a jerk. jerk. It's almost. I don't know. <laughs> Aaron <laughs> dots. We're connecting them. Uh, we also we also showed a spotlight on the other three, Liko Che and Ren, doing a uh, '80s garage band montage fix up of the Sand Sailor, <laughs> adding their own little custom modifiers. Beautiful. It was wonderful. There's a really good, really good transition where someone threw Che a. Uh, you know, a dumpling and it transformed into a tool when he oh, really cut yes. to the right. Yeah, it's great. I like that. Ooh. That's good. I like that. And um, I'll stop the roll of Matt with you is playing in the background just the entire time. Um, But enough of that, because where we ended last week was on a figure walking down a dark hallway. Green lanterns lit along the wall before stopping at a cell and turning and then we see the face of someone we have not seen all season, except in a flashback. Now's our launcher, face to face with his adopted son, Rosic Launcher. Oh, <laughs> looky here, Rosic, the eldest returns. You know, I had a bet with all the guards in here. Who was going to come first? Was it going to be you or Che? Because I'm not going to lie, I've been here, what, four months? And neither of you have come to visit me? Come on, Sonfen and I raised you better than that. I hate to be the one in the first place. I mean, if you actually raise us good, then you wouldn't be seeing either of us ever again. So I guess I apologize for that now, Zao. But um, how has prison been treating you? <laughs> Just kind of... Shakes his arms as you're shackled to the wall. Eh, could be better. Yeah. Um, tell me, how does it feel to be the first firebender in history to lose an Agni Kai against a non-firebender? You know, I mean, your name's down in history. Was that a part of your big plan, Dad? And Rosic holds up quotations with his fingers as he says, Dad. And the, the, the classic Nauzel smile, wry smile just fades off his face. I should have won that fight. 
That wasn't. Mm. Chase gonna regret that. Rosa just grabs the bars and just slams his face right in between these two bars. And he goes, You were never meant to win that fight. Now, Zhao, you were meant to be here and you're meant to be here for the rest of your life. His head just falls. And through the scraggly long hair. So, uh, what have you and Che been up to? How's Sonfen? Now, Zhao, you don't deserve to know any of this. I came here to ask you questions. All right. Okay. So the last time we spoke, you said that I have this fire, this anger inside me, and that you gave me that. All right, we've already made it apparent that you are not my father. I didn't get any of that from you. I want to ask you about who I think I did get this from. I'm guessing the name Akoro rings a bell. Yeah, I know that skis ball. What of it? So you've been talking to Sanfen. I went to see Sanfen before this, yeah. You know, we decided together not to tell you. Yeah, why is that? She told you, right? We don't want the Fire Nation coming to hunt you. Coming to hunt her. We're keeping you safe, Rosic. Tell me, Nauzao, was I ever even a part of these big plans that you had? Or was that just something you would say? Maybe five years uh, after Sanfen and I left for the Earth Kingdom. <coughs> it snowed. Can you believe it? There's, there's hardly ever snow. And you were so excited. You had never seen it before. So you ran out. You started laying on the ground, making snow spirits. And you were laughing. And Sanfen was watching you just weeping because the last time that she had seen snow she was still married to Okoro and believe me you didn't have the opportunity to make snow spirits then so we talked gave her a hug and then I went to have a snowball fight with you we pretended we were waterbenders Okoro means nothing to you and you mean everything to me Rosic Rozuk, if he even can, leans closer in, and Rozuk says, as he says this, you see smoke and maybe even embers emerging from his mouth, and he says, you don't decide what anything means to me, Nauzao. I mean nothing to you, and that's just a little delusion in your head that will wither away along with you in this cell. When is the last time you saw Akoro? The last time I saw Akoro was when I went to go save your mother when they were staying in Jinu. I 
took your mother away from him. I never saw him again. I begged. I begged the spirit to, to take him away. I don't know. He disappeared. I saw the scroll, the prophecy, and I knew that Sanfen and I were meant to be together. Was it in your prophecy that you're supposed to kidnap my brother and try to turn him into a monster? Or was that just your own little Nazau spice you added into that? Yeah, you got me. Yeah, maybe I maybe I lost my way at some point. I don't know. I don't know. The world only gives a few people second chances after mistakes now, so and I feel like you've made yours. I'm gonna find my father and depending on the man I find hell maybe I'll kill him but I don't find satisfaction in doing that to you something in me just loves knowing that you're here right now with these big plans sitting in your head that will never come to fruition as you just sit in here and you grow old and you die and he starts to scorn no no Ro rosic come on you can't leave me any Ro come on rosic rosic and rosic begins to like back away as like we kind of see maybe there is like some sconces or whatever on the walls in Nazau's cell that's been lighting Rosic's face, but as he backs away, you see his face become ever more enveloped in darkness. And Rosic says, This is the last time you'll see or hear from me, Nazau. I'd wish you the best of luck, but I only wish the worst for you. And Rosic turns around and walks away. And you just hear him screaming. And it increasingly becomes more maddening as you walk further away. Mm. And what the audience sees, but what Rosak didn't let Nazau see or Asanfen see as he's walking away are just these tears pouring from his eyes. He's been holding back, not just throughout this conversation with Nazau, but through the conversation with Sanfen as well. He didn't allow himself to feel this, but as soon as like Nauzau's vision breaks from Rosak, Rosak just lets this go. And he gets to a point where he's just running back to Rue to leave. You get back to Rue and Rue sees your face and just nuzzles up next to you. I think Rosak embraces Rue. <laughs> just gives him a vague hug. Um, Rosic feels like he basically cut off both of his parents <laughs> in the past like hour. Hmm. And so he feels kind of lost in this moment. Um, you ready to go back, buddy? <laughs> I'm sure Liko's worried. Um, let's go. And let's cut to the enclave as uh, Liko and Che and Ren are finished with their modifications to uh, Hin and Melor's uh, Sand Sailor. I even think as you were describing 
what you all were doing to fix this up. Uh, Monroe said Liko hadn't really been helping at all. Right. And even in this moment, as you're like standing and looking at this fixed sand sailor, and it's very impressive, uh, Liko's just kind of off to the side. I think you said that episode that Che had occasionally tried to like go over and be like, hey, you want to look at and then just got shut down. So <laughs> he does not. He's not making the, the, the he's not extending the white flank right now. So he just kind of well, it looks super cool. Ren, you want to hear me explain it again? Uh, sh- sure. <laughs> he goes through the modifications again. <laughs> I explained them last episode. You guys can go back. It's fine. We'll get into it too when we get into the race. Uh, Meller and Hen are like, oh, wow, that, um, that didn't take as long as we thought it would. So I guess we've got... Uh, well, I think you guys had taken it to the uh, track. Yeah. Right. Yes, that's right. So they're like... So it's literally already... It's set up. It's ready. You just have to show up at the track tomorrow. So they're like... Uh, yeah, I mean, it's really early. It's like, I don't know, noon or lunchtime. Um, yeah, I mean, the race doesn't start till tomorrow morning, so you can come hang out with us. Um, I think we invited you over. Actually, Renan. Ren oh, you I, get something? Okay. All yeah, right. you did. Yeah, I. sorry. I'm sure Liko would love to come over on a like, side glance at her. No, I wouldn't. Did you even move? Okay. Uh, bring her in this. <laughs> oh. Ren and I, Ren and I are going to. Uh, yes. We ha- we have something we need to do. Uh, we'll probably get back to you guys later tonight. Ren looks up um, with a mild like surprise. Oh. Yeah. No. We do? The thing. We're yeah. We're do- we have. Don't worry about it. We're doing the thing. We're doing the thing. It's not. It's not oh, a big yes. thing. Uh. All right. Bye. <laughs> he just. Bye like, him. Bye Melor. <laughs> bye. You're going to do great. We're going to do great. We're doing the thing? Ren says as soon as we walk away. Yeah, we're going to go get that touch of winter thing. I realized I had kind of, I told you that we were going to go get it and never did. And also, I kind of want to use it for something really quick. We'll give it, we're not stealing it. We're we're going to steal it for his back and then we're going to use it slightly and then we're going to give it back. Oh, you have a whole, you have a plan. You have like a, you have like a Che plan. Ren beams. Is that, is that weird? No, it's it's good. Uh, I thought, I mean, Shay, I thought that we were going to forget about it because, you know, it was too much trouble and then everybody had to do different things and then two of them left. But uh, yeah, I was expecting us to have more manpower, honestly. And now you and Liko are like fighting or something. I'm, we're not going to talk about that. The The point is. Okay. I thought we would have more manpower. I thought we would get to this sooner, but unfortunately, this is this is uh, this is where we're at. You know, we're we're just gonna figure this out, and we're gonna we're gonna move on. Okay. I kind of have an idea for how to look for it. We're probably also gonna need to ask around. I'm good at asking around. Oh, sorry. I know. That's. I think you're. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm learning that I might be lacking in some skills. Huh. In in certain ways, in very specific ways, I, I shouldn't really say I was lacking in skills. You know, it's it's more like in specific approaches. I may not always be the best option. Is what I'm hmm. learning. Like tactics. No, tactics are, are a skill of mine. Um, oh, okay. Anyways, I think you should ask around. 
and then I'm just gonna, you know, as we sort of move around, uh, I'll try and just sense. It's just a special stone, right? I, sh- I mean, I should be able to sense. It's mostly sandstone down there. I mean, it's it feels gross. I don't know if you've ever like felt a rock. No, you haven't. Um, well, I'm sure. Well, you know, there there are rocks in places that we've been. Let's just let's just start. Let's just okay. Uh, as Ren goes off to kind of ask around, walk around town, Liko kind of pulls you by the arm. Hey, uh, can we talk? Just for a moment. <clears throat> I... Yeah. What's up? I'm not really good at this thing. Um, the communicating? Let's yeah, talk about that. Uh, right. Um, I just, I don't I don't feel like it's it's fair for me to ask so much of you. You haven't asked anything of me. But I I have. I do. And so I and she gets like weirdly silent even for Lego. I I I think I just need a moment. I yeah, well, you know, why don't you take your moment? Um Ren and I have something we're going to go do and I think it might be pertinent to this conversation. Hopefully, I don't know. We're gonna go do that, and then I'll see you later, and and we can have you know a little a little quiet moment together. We can talk this out then. Um, yeah, maybe if at all possible. Okay. Okay. I'll see you later. I guess. Right. Tonight. And he'll walk away. Catch up with Ren. Uh, nobody really knows anything except that it's missing so far. While Che was uh, having this aside, Ren also dropped off a little poster, a little drawing to be framed. Do tell. Oh, it's the the sketch that he found in the back room of the wrestling <laughs> arena where Che is victorious. Yes. So that's 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 in that's in the works. Yeah, um, yeah. We'll probably have to you know, ask a bunch around. I don't really feel anything special or weird, so we can probably keep moving. Okay. This guy looks like he knows something. Hey, guy. Oh. Oh uh, yeah. What's going on? Hello. <laughs> I feel like I've I've met you before. I don't know. What were you talking about? <laughs> hey, what? I've never met you before. I like pull pull Ren slightly to the side. I'm like, I put like my hands up. I'm like, imagine there's a hat, like a beetle shaped hat right around. Oh, I kind of see it. But yeah, he's definitely a different guy. Hey, <clears throat> hello, stranger. We've never so met. So I was going to say before you, oh. before you just hey. said, you know, hey, Adam, that like, it seems like there's a little bit of a cadence to the ones with the green robes. Oh, so you just, you approach them first I mean, we've already approached him, and I'm telling you this in front of him, so that's awkward. But for the next one, Sorry. we do this. And Ren shuffles two feet forward, planting firmly and facing uh, this gentleman, and then does a uh, nod and uh, waits uh, to uh, be you know, you, know the, you know the things to do. Good, good. I've been trying to learn those. Yeah, I see people doing this. So, um, Mr. Uh, you could call me Lanu. Lanu. We're looking for the touch of winter. Any ideas what's happened? Oh, there's probably a roll in here somewhere. And where is it? 
Why don't you plead? All right. Full hit. Hey, hey, hey. okay. 11. Okay. Uh, well, have you uh, checked out the Grand Archive where it was stored before it went missing? Oh, that would be a, a smart idea. Why hasn't anyone said that before? Are people here just like really, I don't know, they seem guarded. Uh, well, I did notice that you almost took a little step to your right. Would normally you take a step to your left? Now, I'm a very understanding guy. Some of the people here aren't. Oh, shoot. These customs are difficult. It's, I, it's weird. I know. Lanu knows. Lanu knows. Well, thank you, Lanu. Have a great day! So, Che, um... <laughs> what? Did you have a plan other than other than me doing this? I like doing this, but... Are they... Maybe, maybe we check out the archive. Maybe it's there. Maybe they just think it's not there, and it was there the whole time. Oh, that would be so good. That would be so easy. Right, but we need to... I need it for a bit, so we're going to have to steal it and then give it back. Right. As long as we give it back after. Yeah. Yeah, we're, I'm not keeping I don't want to rock. I don't know. I just hope it looks cool. That's all I'm really going for here. Okay. We go to the archives. You make your way to uh, through this massive city, and uh, <clears throat> eventually you get to this huge almost museum looking building uh and it is currently like cordoned off um is there any like anyone nearby like if i quick look around yeah there's uh there are a number of like they look like um guards uh siwang tribes people uh police so you cannot go into the archives they're uh, locked off and you also see um like standing uh, on the other side of the tape is a woman. She's got her hair in like this really tight ponytail up on top of her head. Um, she she's wearing like the traditional like Siwang tribes people like robes, but she's also wearing like a leather jacket over it, and uh, she's like kind of bending down and like touching the ground, looking at her hand, what's on her hand. Right. She, she looks important. We should talk to her. Yeah, she's very clearly a detective. Oh, oh I just thought the jacket was cool. All right. Um, excuse me. Sorry, do I know you? No, uh, I don't know you either. Uh, I was just wondering if we could get inside of the archive. Do you have clearance? Uh, I don't Would that clearance come in the form of a badge or a certain type of robe or a hand sign? If I just said yes, can we just go in? Uh, you have to be here in some official capacity. Um, uh, what are you doing here? We officially told people that we would find, because there were some very distraught citizens in the in the town square a few days ago. Don't know if you knew about that. They were about to go crazy and like string up some kid. We told them that we would help look for the stone, the touch of winter. I'm I'm aware, yeah. And... So, we're trying to follow through on that. I realize it's a few days late. Um, I had some other, you know, important business to attend to. But no, uh, sorry, we we got off on the wrong foot. Uh, Matoya, Matoya Kuru. I'm, um, I guess I'm the leader of the Enclave. I don't know. Um, the leader of the whole. Yeah. Okay. This yeah. whole this whole yeah. thing. Yeah. Sort of a wow. Is that the jacket? Yes. Yeah, this is the ceremonious jacket passed down. Uh, it was made from uh, land shark leather uh, decades ago. 
and uh, pass it down. That's so cool. It is cool. Um, yeah, um, uh, here. Get, let him in. Let him in. And one of the guards kind of lifts up the, the rope for you to, to come in. Yes. She learns that sometimes the truth works. Aww. A little wholesome story for you guys. Anyways, let's steal this thing. <laughs> um, um, and now that you're like talking to her too, you can actually also see uh, she's uh, her left eye is covered by an eye patch. That's so cool. Um, so how's what is any leads with your investigation? Or I just got here. Uh, I was out on some uh, peacekeeping business with some of the other tribes. Just got back. Found out the touch of winter was gone. Um, I just got here. You're peacekeeping. Yeah, yeah. So do you often find yourself mediating conflicts? Like you're just in the middle of everything, and you have to listen to everyone's side separately, and then you help them come back together later, and you try to say the right thing that they need to hear. Yeah, what did you think the leader of where all the Siwang tribes come to like meet and not fight would do? No, no, that makes sense. Chase's face got more and more furrowed <laughs> as that entire like monologue went on. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, I uh, yeah, no, that just that makes sense. I just thought it just seems like uh, maybe something I should try out sometime. Are you interested in a life of politics? Hmm. No. Let's go find the rock. Yeah. Um, so Reese pretty recently, uh, he's like looking between the two. Uh, anyways, so I'm an earthbender. Um, not really good with the sand stuff, but, uh, pretty recently I learned a sort of more holistic way to approach the earth. Um, and I've been trying to sense the stone, uh, kind of just randomly as I've been moving throughout the city. Um, haven't picked up on it, so we thought we'd start from where it was originally lost. Yeah, um, well, uh, thank you for your help, and uh, please uh, feel free to look around here or look inside. Uh, I'm going to conduct my own investigation. And Do you have any leads? Well, uh, she kind of bends down and points. <coughs> she points on the ground to these footsteps. And they are very interesting footsteps because it is almost as though there is one foot and then just like a circle. Maybe about two, three inches in diameter. Someone with a peg leg? That's a pretty good guess. How many people have peg legs down here? Wow. Uh, they do have sand sharks. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Not a lot, so if you find someone with a peg leg, probably a person. Just to be clear, I grew up in, in a port city. There were lots of people with all sorts of parts missing because those riggings are pretty dangerous. I'm just saying, it didn't seem like that would be the case down here. But I mean, I mean, you'd be surprised with those sand sailors. Uh, oh, that's a good point. I didn't even... There's, I just was working yeah, on one. I don't know why. There's tons of rigging on that. So, so people are missing parts. But, I mean, it's not like every four citizens has a limb missing that'd be a crazy statistic be a w crazy statistic like you'd have to do something about that i would have i would have to respond it would be my duty as a public official yeah. to respond to something like that and i would make it a platform you, I, it would be a great platform ren, ren is looking back and forth a between limb them. for every 25 percent of the population you just keep those limbs, protect those limbs. I don't know. Oh, that's even better. 
somehow swinging it be about like protecting babies too. Oh, people love that. They do love that. Protecting the next generation. I'm gonna have to write. I'm gonna write this down. Do you mind if I take this? Yeah, I don't know. Not at all. That's, all right. This is free. I'm just shooting from the hip. That's great. It's good stuff. Anyways, I should get you in touch with my marketing crew. Mm, not looking for a job. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. So, so let's. Yeah, you can. Uh, I mean, please don't let me get in your way. If you want to explore, investigate. Uh, by all means. Thanks. And Matoya just turns around. Chase stands there for a sec. He's like, "Hey, Ren. Yeah. The tribes people are pretty. Uh, they're pretty closed off group, right? In general, yeah. Probably wouldn't be too open to like an outsider shaking up their, you know, leadership system. Uh probably would not recommend. That's fair. That's fair. Anyways, and <laughs> lead them." Did we both almost just consider office? I then we go inside. Office is a strong <laughs> word for what I'm considering, but yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I brought a spade, so should I just like dig? No, 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 no. <laughs> that's not. You don't have to dig. You sh- you should look around for clues, uh, like clues you can see with your eyes. I'm gonna try to like feel the stone uh, and see if it's anywhere nearby, or if I can get some sort of trace from it, or. I don't know if I can just detect anything weird. Cool. Jay's going to sit in like a meditating position. He's going to take out his crystals, or at least some crystals, and he's going to sort of raise them up above himself and then bend them all down and stab them into the ground around him and in like a sort of like circle around him. And he's just going to try to feel anything useful. I think it takes some time. So let's, let's check in with Ren. Let's see what Ren comes up with. Um, so I'm just picturing like a central room in the archive where the stone was probably on some type of pedestal. Yeah. So at the minute you walk in past these like coliseums, basically, uh, you can see that there's like um, a desk, maybe like a like an information desk for visitors. But yes, in the the middle of the like grand hall of this grand archive, there is an empty pedestal. And glass and that is empty as well, too. You can only imagine the touch of winter sky was housed in here. I want to say that Ren gives a cursory look for anything that seems amiss. But after quickly deciding that there's really nothing noteworthy, which makes all too much sense, um, he finds his way to some books and plays and just kind of peruses them. And I'd like to roll Life's True Delights. As he cracks one of the books open. Life's true delights. And you prefer a genuine moment of respite. Just barely a hit. (laughs) On a hit, uh, you get to shift your balance as you choose. And on a weak hit, on a seven to nine, your self-indulgence creates an opportunity for your enemies or rivals. Okay. (laughs) No, don't laugh like that, Justin. Jane. Where are you? I would have tried to take up like the most central position I could in the building. It's interesting you do that because you hear a you hear a commotion out front. You hear Matoya yell, "What? It was just it, guys. It's just right here!" And all the guards inside of the building at this commotion rush out. What do the two of you do? Ren folds the book away. I was like, uh, that's that's our lead, Jay. Jay tries to focus. He doesn't move. He might like turn 
yep. is like he was probably facing away from the front door and now turns towards it mm-hmm. and focuses attention heavily mm-hmm. to extend his senses of like the earth and and the reverberations going through it. Yeah. And just trying as much as he can to perceive in that direction, like what is being talked about. Ren, you run outside? Yes. Ren, you are outside now and you see what Che also feels, which is this very odd looking rock. It is porous and dark and slate looking. And it almost has this hint of blue glow to it. It's almost so tiny that you're wondering, like, is this a trick of my eye? Is it just the light reflecting off of this weird rock? Hmm. And Shay, the minute you connect with this rock, which is one of the only few rocks in the midst of all this sand, so it's pretty easy to pick up. You open your eyes to see that around all of the entrances to this building... Iron gates have dropped down as there is an alarm system going. What? And you are alone in the Grand Archives. Oh no. Hearing the alarm, Ren turns. So the gate is behind Ren? Now all of the guards are outside and Che is inside. Che, are you all right? Ren runs up and presses against the bars. I'm fine. Did you do something in there? What's happening? I didn't do anything. I'm going to... Collect my crystals. Uh, I do not have tremor sense, but you do not. Che is kind of already locked into the earth that's around him. Mm-hmm. Really quick, can I attempt to feel any sort of other? Is there anyone else in here? I will let you push your luck. This is not true tremor sense, right? Um, like I don't. But I'm not I, even like he knows to, anything about yeah. them where they are. Just. But I have to imagine you could still feel some vibrations. Right. Any earthbender could do that. Actually, yeah. I'm pretty sure Che couldn't before he met the king of Amashu. So. Yeah. Oh, pretty good. Uh, push my luck is passion. 12. Okay. You pick up four centers of movement on the second floor of this building off one of the wings. And as you do that, you pick up a fifth movement that is much much closer and when you turn around there are kunai screaming towards you uh i had just picked up my crystals i will shoot them to intercept to block them let's have you rely on your skills and training uh eight um you miss one and you can see you miss one so if you mark a fatigue, uh, you can do something quickly to block this last kunai that is racing towards you. Yeah, I'll mark a fatigue and really like almost faster than the eye can see, Che will pull, like swing out his fist towards the last one. And much like Shoban's rock loves, his crystal bands will extend over his fists and he'll block the last one. Love it. Run, you see all these knives hurtling towards Che, and then they like shatter in the air, and one looks like it's gonna hit him, and Che just punches it and it shatters as well. And you look up the two of you now and see that this hooded masked figure is crouched on top of one of the pillars inside of the building, and ninja jumps off of it onto like the second floor balcony and then runs Che towards the direction of where you felt those other four 
centers of movement. Ren, there are five people in here. You got to tell the guards and everyone else. And I'm going to launch towards, I'm going to earth launch towards the second floor. Ren turns. Matoya, can you get this open? Um, yeah, it's, it's going to take a moment, but I think we can get it open. Yeah. What's going on? There's some people fighting inside and they're attacking my friend. What? What is happening right now? Uh, okay. You're in uh, charge. I don't know. I don't know either. You three, guard the touch of winter's sky. You five, you're with me. We're getting this gate open. And the guards agree to her commands and three sort of surround. Ren really quick takes a look. I think we've developed just enough caution by this time. Ren takes a look at the people, the guards who have just been entrusted with the touch of winter sky. Mm-hmm. Is there mm-hmm. anything different about them, Justin? Suspicious. Oh, maybe. what a great question. Um, you can certainly roll to assess the situation. If only we could roll suspicious mind. <laughs> <laughs> I know. What's my version of suspicious mind? It's like only if I li- watch people interact, I think. Does this count? The exchange of the rock? Let me take a look at that move real what, quick. What, they could look excited that they're getting... I'm a people person move. I would say I would say if you wanted to use that specific move, you would have to stay around here and watch them. Yeah, I don't think it's the Fair. best yeah. fit. All right, I will assess the situation. Oh, shoot. Five. Everything looks fine. Look like normal guards. Uh, all right. Jay, you, I will not make you roll to earth launch yourself up onto the second floor. Uh, you are uh, running through the halls of the second floor towards the direction that you felt these presences. And as you're running through the second floor, you see like other works of art, like statues and pictures. And you get to the room in this building and it's labeled um, moments of history in the Si Wong tribes people. Are, are they in there? I, I, you rush in. I look around. You see five people. Now, they are around a very ancient looking sand sailor. You know, I'm pretty sure they were going to open the archives eventually. You could have just waited to look at this. I don't know why we had to. He threw knives at me. It's kind of extreme. And all five of them turn around. Uh, you see one. It looks like the person that was throwing knives at you. You see uh, another person. Uh, they're carrying this large double-sided like axe. Huge burly dude. You see a woman. She's wearing like the... Siwang tribes people robes except all around her she's got bandoliers that are filled with a very similar looking tool dibs the other two just look pretty similar of sorts uh well one of them one of them does the other doesn't um yep all right all right and the guy the guy goes what's this thing I thought you took care of everyone out there. Silence. Uh, Alright, who are you? Get out before I hurt you. You didn't say nothing. It's all of you. You're gonna have to, like, you have so much ground to cover if you're trying to threaten me. Your whole very amateurish operation here is very unimpressive. Uh, honestly, 
kind of really wanted that stone and now they have it. It's going to be a lot of work for me to, but I'm going to ask to borrow it. We'll see how that goes, but they're definitely going to want you guys. So this is a pretty good bargaining chip for me. Um, sorry, I guess. And I'm going to attack them. <laughs> I. Yes. Che. Yes. I kind of like going into an exchange. <gasps> that is fair. Ooh. I kind of like going into an exchange. Uh, uh, Justin, you can choose not to tell me this information, uh, but I was going to ask if you're going to treat them as like one target or like one enemy. Uh, I will not be treating them as one target. There okay. are going to be two targets. Um, there's going to be the leader and then the other the mooks. The other mooks. Yeah. All right. All right. What are you taking? I am going to advance and attack. You're going to have to wait first. Because they are going to defend and maneuver. The four of them will start to walk around you in a circle. So that they are spreading out. So they cannot suffer more than one fatigue, condition mark, or balance shift from any individual attack. Ooh. Okay. Formation. Mm-hmm. Now, what'd you roll? I rolled a 12. I'm going to pressure first. Che will slam his foot down, like high knee, slam it into the ground. Uh, simultaneously, he will create a wave of earth. And it's going to look really weird. Like, Che's earthbending is already sort of out of whack, but this is all like mm-hmm. sandstone mm-hmm. and stuff. It's just odd. And it's going to create a wave towards them mostly it swings out behind him and tries he tries to make that terrain as like difficult to n- navigate but just like sharp spikes and stuff so that they don't yeah. like cut behind him so yeah. it'll be pressure and he's gonna i'm going to choose advanced attack as the approach that they can't pick next the group yes the four of them cool and then i will have che strike after the stomp he he'll bring his next foot forward and as he does swing his arm out and out of his crystal cuffs, he'll shoot out several sharp crystalline daggers okay. uh, and strike at the leader. Okay. Do you want me to choose or are you going to mark two fatigue and choose for me? I'm going to let you choose for now. Okay. I will have him shift his balance towards what? I'll never tell. But that also means it is my turn. And it means that now I get to pick two techniques. The first thing that will happen is that he will kick and a bunch of like baseball sized rocks will float up. And with his hammer, he'll spin them around and knock all of them into the spikes that you have just created and will shatter them. I will say that they still can't advance and attack, but there's no more like mechanical penalty one of these baseball-sized rocks gets hit towards you, though. And I will mark fatigue, uh, and I would like for you to mark a condition. Okay. I'm going to mark insecure. That is it. Is there something you'd like to do non combaty in between exchanges? I will look the leader dead in the eyes and say, is that all you can do? And I will use my is that all you've got move, <laughs> which I have not got to use yet. And I'm very excited. You haven't used it yet. No. 
Oh, yes. So I roll with passion. When I go to provoke an NPC yep. into foolhardy action, which is basically fight me, even though you're trying to get away. Yeah. Say what you want them to do. Roll with passion. 12. Okay. Uh, on a 10 plus, they do it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gang. No sense in attacking him. Just get that sand sailor. I'll deal with this one. And the gang will go back to unlatching and trying to remove the sand sailor. I will take that victory. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll just go into another exchange then. Yep. We'll see how this goes. Uh, I will essentially take them out. It is just a one-on-one fight. What are you going to do? Uh, I'm going to advance and attack. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go first, actually. As you are like getting ready to move towards him and attack, you see all the stones the rock of the ground start to form and come up over him. And it is something that you have seen Shoban do. It is earth armor. And then a number of the rocks start to move to his left arm as they form this circular shield that his left arm is holding. So he is now covered in earth armor with a stone shield and a giant battle axe in his right hand. Uh, so Stone Shield is his other move that he is doing. Awesome. So, so cool. Thank you. Okay. Um, so, yeah. And he'll uh, just yeah, he'll look at you and be like, Why don't you come and see what I can do? Okay. <clears throat> um, in, a, in, in an attempt to be impressive... Uh, Chase sort of grows the crystals over his fists and in, in, in a yeah. you know a, yeah. a stone gauntlet sort of, and then immediately realizes how lackluster that is in comparison, and kind of just tries to make it seem like he was more like just taking a stance. Uh, <laughs> I rolled a nine for uh, with passion for advance and attack. <clears throat> Sorry, Kay. no, an eight. Okay. Um, I'm going to smash. Okay. I'm going to kick and a very similar attack to what he did before where a whole bunch of like Mm -hmm. stone pebbles shoot up and I'm going to launch them at him in an attempt to break up as much of his armor as possible. But, and it's very clearly that that's what I'm going for. Mm -hmm. But as he like does his thing to like defend against it, one of them was one of my bombs and it does go off to try to break as much of his armor as possible. That's dope. That's dope. I like that a lot. Um, you're smashing. Let's go ahead and just take a look at these. I really smashing says destroyers to stabilize something in the environment, but I feel like his armor is. Yeah. So, so here's what happens. You won't, you won't be able to destroy the armor completely. Like it's not going right. to negate the, the mechanical benefits that he gets, but smashing, I'm still gonna, uh, I'm still gonna impose a negative penalty, a negative status to him. Okay. That will that will still work. Okay, then I'll do that. Yeah, I want yeah. I want him to have the negative status. I think you're you're throwing all these crystals, and he just like holds up his shield to like, and then he's like blocking them all, and he kind of like goes. Was well, that the best you got? And then you just hear the tick, tick, 
tick, tick, as this explosion rockets him backwards. Uh, and I'll say he is impaired. I will take that. Anything else in between exchanges? The way that exchanges work, there's no way Ren's getting into this fight, correct? I just don't know how long they're taking to open the gate. <laughs> um, I think, you know, I'll, like you, the five guards and Matoya and you are all like trying to like lift it up and like squeeze under it in order to get up. <sighs> all right, we've almost got it. Come on, keep, keep going. I'm lifting as hard as I can. I'm clearly biased here, but maybe they lift it up just enough for a very small, you know, sleight of frame Ren song to be able to squeeze under maybe help his friend out uh you know what i'll i'll tell you what ren uh you are looking at it and they've lifted it up enough you are helping them lift it up but if you were to try and squeeze under you'd be leaving them oh totally but you might be able to squeeze under oh i was okay that's exactly what i was hoping for Ren backs up and then does a running slide on the sandstone. <laughs> you do that. And uh, like that movement kind of like shocks them. So they like drop the gate and it slams back down. And they're like, thanks guys. Uh, okay. Um, I, we'll keep trying. Go, go get your friend, I guess. Ren starts bolting for the upper floor. You do. Let's go into another exchange. Che, what stance are you taking this time? Advance on attack. <laughs> There's... Mm-hmm. Do it, Che. Uh, I am actually going to defend and maneuver again. And this guy will like get up from the blast and just way faster than he should in all that rock armor. Just sprint towards you. Get up right in your face. And he looks ready to tussle with you. Um, so he is going to retaliate as well. Awesome. Uh, well, I rolled well, but this is just going to come back to bite me now. Uh, I, I rolled a 10. So I can use a master technique and a basic technique, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. And he still has that negative status condition, or did he pay the fatigue to... Uh, I will pay the fatigue call. Yep. Then in that case, Che just gets into the, like, the widest horse stance he can get into in a very, like... Tai Chi manner just like rotates his fist out, which is still covered in crystal and tries to accelerate as much as possible and just tries to like Mm -hmm. pierce into the armor. And he just, he just punch after punch, just tries to like get jabs into the armor and that'll be a strike. Yeah. Um, I will force you to mark two fatigue. Okay. So I'll spend the fatigue to do it. And then there's probably going to be a cost to this one because I, I, yeah. I have an idea here. Uh, he's going to, um, while he's doing this, bend the bombs out of his pack and point blank fireball barrage this dude with his bombs right next to him. I realize that that's going to hurt him, but he does not care right now. <laughs> he is he is just like wailing on this guy. And it's, it's like the... It's it's the whole like this isn't really the fight that you're you're fighting right now. This is not mm-hmm, this dude mm-hmm. is not the dude you're fighting. He is throwing fists and just yeah throwing bombs just point blank into this dude. I love this so much. Um, 
how would you feel about marking an appropriate amount of fatigue? Like the equal amount of fatigue? Yeah, no, I'm totally down for that. Okay. So I already have to mark one, just to be clear, to use Fireball Barrage. Yep. Uh, and then I will mark, it's inflict one fatigue, and then it's one for each additional negative status or for each attack someone has made against them, which I have done. So You have attacked them already. Yep, so that's another <laughs> so that's, plus one. And they are impaired. Cool. Yeah. So that's three fatigue. He was he was recovering a little bit still from that that direct bomb to his armor that he's he's impaired. Um wow, that is three fatigue. And here's what happens. Well, it means you also mark f- three fatigue. I that so I spent two fatigue already in that round. I uh, yep. mark my last fatigue and two conditions. Mm-hmm. A few things happen. Because you are like punching them with these crystals and like maybe you're also like implanting bombs in those same spots that you you hit him. Ren, you turn the corner to see Che pummeling this ginormous dude covered in stone. And just as you turn the corner, you see the two of them explode. Jay. Che gets knocked back. And when the dust settles, Che is like on the ground, kind of coughing and sputtering from this attack. And the dust settles, and you look at this man. His earth armor has now just like completely shattered. He's just in his clothes now, like he was, holding his stone shield and his hammer. You've completely he he didn't take any fatigue, but he no longer has the armor. He's still in the fight, yeah. I mean, you probably look yeah. pretty beat up and dusty after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of us was wearing armor next to an explosion, and one of us was not. <laughs> uh, and I think it is time for another exchange, unless you want to do something in between. Uh, I will say at this point, too, at the same time, the group has like unlatched the Sand Sailor. And you can see that they're starting to... like They've like kicked the wall... And they're getting ready to like move it and jump out of the second story. Amazing. I will choose to fend a maneuver. Okay. I'm going to choose to smash. Ren, you're going to go first then. Why don't you go ahead and roll with focus? All right. Rolling with focus. Six. I would like to shift my so balance you- away yep. from center to use... A basic technique. Yeah, what are you shifting towards? Let's see. So I have to shift away from my center. So I'll shift one further towards action. What are you at now? I was at zero, zero, whereas my true center is one towards forgiveness. So now I'm at plus one action. Is he already impaired or no longer? He is no longer impaired. Okay. Let's seize a position. And Ren, after seeing the explosion and seeing the armor kind of fall off of this guy sprints towards him and just says get away from my friend and jumps up and does an acrobatic twist in the air grabs both of the dude's shoulders and like lands in like a piggyback and tries to like (laughs) wrap arms around him and uh essentially just inhibit uh justin i believe he's taking his turn i actually wanted to change the defendant mover i really is what i wanted to do makes more sense as a ready okay so I, I just thought it was it was only fair because he should get to react to whatever I try to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I want to do ready. So I have to mark a fatigue, 
and Justin, you can tell me if I this should cost more. I am going to take the crystals that I had placed under the door, which Che had left there strategically in case they tried to run, which they are going the opposite direction. He's going to take his gauntlets. He's going to shoot the gauntlets forward. He's going to expel, like basically also shoot the uh, crystals he had around the door and plant them all around the base of the sand sailor. And he is going to attempt to encase the entire thing in crystal. Uh, or at least enough to the point where it can it couldn't be moved without just destroying it. Yeah. Yeah, make it cumbersome okay. for them. I'll tell you what. Um, I'll let you do that in between exchanges as like a basic move. Like a push your luck if you want. Okay, well. If you still want to do something. Then as it is now. Fighty, can we? Oh, hmm. Let's say I'm just kind of setting it up now. So it's still ready. The area is like hard for them to move through. I love that. Perfect. You've started growing some crystals around here. So that whole area back there is impaired now. I like that. That makes sense. (laughs) Uh, Okay. This is fun. Um, You're like squirreling around him. (laughs) That's a good word. He's like... Get, man, get, get off me he is gonna try and like shake you off and m- move back towards his gang um so you are engaged with him mm-hmm. you can mark a fatigue to block this technique to block his movement away from you yep yes at first when you jumped on him he was like a little chaotic trying to get you off you can feel him like center himself and get ready to handle whatever comes his way i'm gonna i'm gonna try to close yep. it let's do it so what am i doing push, Go ahead and push your look i think push your look yeah oh 100 percent. very tenuous situation for sure 13 <laughs> uh here is what happens I will say that the sand sailor is trapped. Doesn't have an NPC sheet, but it is essentially trapped. They're going to have to find some way to to break it out if they want to still take it. It has left you very open to an attack. So the consequence is that I would like you to mark impaired. Oh, man. (laughs) But the opportunity is that you have very much slowed them down. They're going to have to really rethink if they want this or if they're going to bounce. Nice. Worth it. And I think we should move into another exchange. Let's do it. Defend and maneuver. Uh, I'm going to evade and observe an attempt to survive. Thank you. Please. Uh, Defend and maneuver. You up first. Okay. Focus. Please, please, please. Okay. Seven. Use one basic or mastered technique. Well, thankfully, my twin weapon sweep was grandfathered in as a mastered technique. Mm -hmm. So Ren Mm -hmm. will jump off of the guy's back behind him and do just that. He'll draw out his small shield and a dagger and sweep with both of them at the guy's ankles. Mm. Mark one fatigue, hold three flurry. And you get to do stuff if I attack you, right? Yerp. If I use the flurry... All right. As they say. Well, that is exactly what happens because he just brings this barrelingly 
fast strike from his axe overhead down onto you. And I will mark one fatigue to have you mark two fatigue. I'm just going to take it. I'm not even going to spend the flurry. Okay. Like Ren clearly raises his shield, but it isn't a well-formed block. Yep. This hammer hits the ground in front of you with a force that is deafening. And you find yourself off balance. I would like for you to mark impaired. Okay. He is smashing as well. Evade and observe. Rolled creativity harmony. Clear fatigue too. It is a nine, so I don't get two moves. So I'm going to bolster Ren. Okay. So you said he was like knocked off balance by the attack? Yeah. Ground's a little shaky. I'm going to stomp one of my feet and level out one of my hands and try to like smooth out, like basically counteract the like whichever way Ren is like wobbling and yeah. re- like sort of recenter him to try to eliminate the impediment. Okay. Yes. I like that. Yeah. Let's actually, there's very few times that you would unmark something. Right. Um, let's make you prepared instead. Nice. Add a status. When we're at the end of this exchange, let me know, Justin, because I can spend that flurry. Are we here? We are. Yes. We are. Oh, I only had to make it through the exchange without spending it. <laughs> um, so as as this uh, flurry of blows continues with twin weapon sweep, mm-hmm. uh, at the end of it, I can spend my remaining flurry. Each flurry can inflict two fatigue. I would like to spend all three to inflict six fatigue on the flow. Whoa. So Ren just hammers the dude with his shield repeatedly and slashes with the dagger. And it is a blur of strikes. And he's hoping to reduce him to his knees and knock him over. Che, you saw Ren really unstable for a moment and did what you could to like try and balance him in preparation to take another big blow like that. And you see Ren find his footing, look up at this mountain of a man that's easily like at least two or three times bigger than Ren. And then you just see Ren in quick succession deliver six strikes between his shield and his dagger. And it's that like anime thing where like it happens so fast. It's they're both just standing there. And then this man just falls to his knees in front of Ren. The woman with the bombs goes, oh, we didn't sign up for anything like this. And they try and bolt out the door. Can I? So (laughs) I want those bombs. (laughs) That's what you're after. You want the bombs. I will knock myself out of the scene for this. Okay. Okay. I will. uh, What am I going to (laughs) do? Ah, man, I am probably not in a position to do anything. Uh, The bombs. (laughs) That's all he says. He just, the bombs. And then like motions towards her. Uh, He'll make like some like like last ditch. He'll try to like drop out the floor from them, like under like as they're trying to leave through the door, because it's yeah. the second floor. But I don't think it's going to be enough. He, I don't think he has. There's just nothing. If you want, I'll let you push your luck. <sighs> yeah, but then I have like consequences and stuff. Mm-hmm. Those are cool. I'll roll. <laughs> Those are cool. We all like consequences at heart. I shouldn't have rolled. Oh, no. I should not have oh, rolled. No. <laughs> oh, no. But Che would have tried. 
again. So I rolled a three plus two is a five, and I've I failed entirely. Oh man, yeah, that's that's pretty low. You're like making this last ditch effort to earthbend a trapdoor basically under them, and this woman turns around and sees that, and she throws a bomb that ding 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 ding, ding rolls right below your feet. No. And explodes. And we will see what happens next week. Shit. <laughs> your zeal will be your undoing. Chain out launcher. <laughs> How's it feel to be on the receiving end of that, my friend? Uh, not not good. Um, <laughs> I honestly just thought it was kind of funny that Che wanted the bumps. Because he doesn't really need them. Just be it's fair. hilarious. It's very funny. <laughs> and, uh, it's very funny. He's paid for that for my mirth. You got one. That's, uh, that's yeah. on me. That's good stuff. I love it. Um, well, that was fun. Uh, Johnny, I, we, we, we didn't get to you at all. I'm sorry. Yeah, there is no Osa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm really, I apologize for that. Uh, that escalated a lot more than I thought it would. You um, did escalate it though. And they're just, in, you make some moves, you make misses. I gotta ask. All I tried to do is read a that's play the whole point. and you were like consequences. <laughs> you get trapped in a building. <laughs> <laughs> well i had fun johnny i hope you had fun uh even though you're probably he had no fun at all he's like steve any any words for our listeners with the exception of johnny we are having a wonderfully good time here at the flying bison <laughs> podcast uh if you love what we're doing uh think about all the regret you feel about spending five dollars or more on a white elephant gift and how it would have been a better idea to possibly consider supporting us on Patreon. Uh, for those who are yeah. already helping us or listening, thank you so much. This is amazing. We love our community. We love what we're seeing on Discord. We love the participation in the raffle, uh, which is over now. So don't try to do anything about that. It's too late. But there will be other fun things in the future. I mean, you can still join our Patreon. That's still cool. Please. That's still cool. Yeah. That's true. Um, but yeah, I mean, for five bucks a month, literally the cost of uh, a name brand beef jerky, you could you could help us out. Um, and beef jerky, I, I actually more respect this than most things that I have on my list of items. Um, but I just don't think it's it's that good or that it's good for your body. Well, so versus the cost idea. is really where... <laughs> yeah, you. the cost is, yeah. A, is a sting. Because yeah. $5 so the is, is kind of conservative for most packs of... Yeah, that's true. Jerky connoisseur and sorry. yeah. Oh, you are. Yeah, okay. I can I can get behind the the cost aspect. Maybe not everything else you said, okay. Steve. But we already know you're pretty wrongheaded about. Oh, thank you, so, thank you, Johnny. So many things. You're not you're but not channeling your wrath at all right now. And uh, the world needs less beefy jerks. Is what I'm Johnny saying. Button has never once done that. Steve, <laughs> you're not wrong about one thing. What's and that? that is, we are having fun <laughs> playing this game, telling this story. And you should join our Patreon uh, or a Discord. Or both. Thank you, everybody. Thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed exploring the Four Nations with us. And we will see what happens to Che next week. Bye. <laughs> see you. Bye. Bye. The Flying Bison Podcast is an independent podcast. If you feel like directly supporting the show, please check out our Patreon. While the Flying Bison podcast seeks to emulate the tone of Avatar The Last Airbender, this is an improv tabletop role-playing game, and the actors may briefly depict scenes with more mature story elements. Avatar Legends is developed and produced by Magpie Games. The worlds of Avatar The Last Airbender and Avatar The Legend of Korra are property of Viacom CBS. 
Intro music is Dizu by Senbei. And outro music is Tokyo Funk by LATG Music. Logo and art by Kate and Matthew Mankey. You can find more of their work at pomican.com. Link in the show notes. <laughs>